Okay, so 365 days ago, one year ago to the day, I picked up my phone and I started talking. And I started telling stories. And I didn't know if anybody was even going to listen. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what I was doing. Um, hardly. I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I didn't even really have an idea of what this was going to turn into. I just started talking. And when I did and started putting things out there, I met you. And today is the one-year anniversary of Mr. Brooks' Locker Room Confessions. And I am so, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for all of your love and support and all of those amazing five-star ratings and the follows. I And I'm telling you this because as soon as I started talking about like, hey, it's a good idea to rate the podcast, like I can literally see like in the analytics, I can see the numbers of like new followers and new um, people coming into the podcast just from your interactions, which is amazing. I wish I had asked sooner, um, which is amazing. And this has just been so much fun and so healing and therapeutic in so many ways. There's so many things, so many things that I want to say and do and talk about here, but also too, like I have goals for what we're doing and what we're building here. I would love, love, love to see this made into film eventually one day really soon. If you happen to know anybody, if you happen to know any agents, any agents or any sort of like production companies or anything or studios, like, hey, leave me a good word. Uh, but besides that, I know, and I know I said this before, like I started this with the intention that it was going to be all just like fun and salacious and also to talk about some of the nastier sides of things. Um, but then it like really quickly evolved into, I feel like really what I wanted to begin with. And that's just to tell the story. I feel like of, I say me, but when I say me, I mean like us, like I feel like what what's woven into the stories, even if the specifics are not the same, are, you know, social pressures, um, heartbreak, joy, finding yourself, self-discovery, all of that stuff that I feel like we go through. I mean, I'm having fun. I'm having fun with this. And not only just having fun, I feel like, I don't know, it definitely feels bigger than that now to me. And I thank you for that as well, too. So for this episode today, I don't have the, you know, I know we're in the middle of what's going on with me and Amir. Um, but for the anniversary episode, I have a story that I've written about, but I haven't actually talked about. And I just wanted to talk about it. It doesn't fall in line. It's way off the storyline. This takes place back when I first, well, not when I first, but as I was in the the getting into the wholesale career, getting into the career of selling memberships at the gym and doing like the member services representation at the gym. And so I just want to tell that story because I didn't have a place to really work it in. Um, I couldn't make it anecdotal. Um, and so I just want to share that for this episode on this anniversary day. When I started working in sales, like I had done probably three other jobs at this point. Um, well, like three and a half jobs at this point at the gym. I did housekeeping. I used to do like the pools and like monitor the pools and stuff, um, which is kind of like a subset. Well, no, it's a whole job. It's a whole different department all in itself. Um, and I did um, 
what is it called? Front desk. I did front desk. And, you know, James was like, hey, you should go into management. I mean, not management. If you, he was saying like, you need to stop floating and take a little bit more responsibility for your, where your life is headed in your career. And I think that the next step for you is going into sales. I was like, oh, James, I really don't want to go into sales. Um, and he was like, mm, you can do it. Um, I believe the phrase he used was, you have no idea what you're capable of. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I applied, I got the job and I'm working this job. What I wasn't aware of was how hostile, (laughs) how just a, a lot of really bizarre things working on a sales team, like I had never experienced such competition before. I never really played sports. I had never experienced competition like this before, but also too, it wasn't just that. It was the types of people that worked around me. Now, I told you about Michael. Michael was an ass before I met him. I mean, before we started working together. And even still, like, I mean, he, he really is a sweetheart. But it took a lot to get to that. Anyway, Michael was like the only person that I was actually kind of cool with, which was funny because before getting into sales and before, you know, we hooked up, like he was like my most, he was the person I disliked at the gym probably most. And I remember going into sales and I would, mm-hmm. I, got, I got my first set of business cards and I would write every single day that I worked, I would write my entire schedule, my direct office number. Um, and like, even like when I took lunches, so that when I gave a card to somebody, they knew exactly the times that I would be assigned to my desk for the reason that if somebody showed up and I wasn't there or if somebody called and that call was somehow intercepted by somebody else or if the front desk sent it to the wrong office, that person who picked up the phone would more than likely try to steal my appointment or would more than likely try to steal my lead. It was really just like cutthroat like people were so they would just lie they would make stuff up it was so that part of it was not fun and one day I'm in the gym and I had worked out on my lunch and I was getting cleaned up in the locker room and I heard a page over the front desk speakerphone attention all blank staff members may I have Jay to the front desk please Jay to the front desk your appointment is here thank you and I was like money anytime somebody came in and like i didn't actually have an appointment but if somebody came in and asked for me specifically the front desk would say pretty much your appointment is here and so usually if somebody was coming in and they asked for you specifically they were probably going to sign up and he was somebody who i had not met it was a family of people that i had not met um two kids younger wife and this man named Stephen. And Stephen was, I I honestly, when I first saw him, I was like, wow, he's kind of handsome. He's actually really handsome. Um, He was very, very kind of toned. He had red hair, like these glacier blue eyes, very serious expression. And when he spoke, I remember his speech was so confident and so almost drawn out and slow like he was in no rush to use any of his words and I was like oh my gosh his voice is kind of hypnotic (laughs) and anyway I'd come out into the lobby after getting out of the locker room and I hear hey uh, I told him I was like hey what's up guys and they were like hey shook hands 
And he said, I hope we weren't interrupting anything. We just decided to stop by. We were in the area and we were all together and we wanted to see the gym. And they were referral. They referred to me by this guy named Peter who I had signed up recently. Anyway, um, we go back into my office and, you know, you know, we're talking, making small talk. I am getting kind of like what their goals are. And I remember taking note of the way that Stephen looked over to his wife. The kids were like bouncing around. I had like coloring books in my drawer I would pull out um, and they were like coloring and stuff. And Stephen looks over at his wife and he's like, when I was asking them about their fitness goals and he was like, he grabbed his wife's hand and he squeezed it. And he said, you know, we're just kind of looking for something that we can do as a family. Something that, um, you know, can, a, health, a healthy habit that we can do as a family. And I was like, cool, perfect. And I remember I would get, I would always try to get questions, first of all, to find out what it was that they wanted as a group. But if it was an individual, what they wanted as an individual as well, too. And I remember Stephen saying to me, like, he wanted to build his chest and his arms more than anything. And he had a goal of wanting to be able to take his shirt off at the beach in the summertime and not feel like, you know, an embarrassment. Which I thought was funny coming from somebody who was, who seemed so confident. Anyway, when we're out on the floor, I made it a point to show him, you know, a couple of really cool arm workouts, machines. Um, free weights as well, too. And I had them try them out. Like, let me tell you something. When it comes to sales, especially at the gym, like if you can make somebody feel what they're going to get, you sold it. So anyway, I was demonstrating some equipment for him, particularly biceps and chest. Um, and I remember thinking like his wife just was not engaged. So I was pretty much talking to Stephen the whole time. And we get back to my desk and we're having conversation. And at this point, all my benefits had just kicked in from having this new full-time job. So I had medical, dental, vision. And Stephen told me that he was a dentist. And I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen a dentist. And but I had to stop and think about it. And I was like, I hadn't seen a dentist in over five years. And his wife like gasped. And I was like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, and she, didn't, she wasn't like shocked, but she was just like, oh. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, what it is and he just looked Stephen looked at me seriously and he's like what are you doing this Thursday no he said who's your health insurance provider and I told him and he said what are you doing this Thursday and he was he handed me his card his his dental card his business card as he's looking at my card that I gave him with all my days and times written on it and the days that I work and he's all, that's why he asked me, what are you doing this Thursday? Because Thursday was one of my days off. It was on the card that I'd given him. And I said, um, I didn't have an excuse because I was sitting there trying to say, oh, I'm working. But then I realized like, oh no, he's looking at my card. He knows I'm not working. And I was just like, nothing. And he's like, make an appointment today and come see me on Thursday. I was like, okay, fine. The day comes around, I make an appointment, the day comes around, and I am nervous. I hadn't been to a dentist in forever, I thought they were going to tell me, you know, you know how it is, you haven't been in a while, and like, as soon as I walk in there, and it's like ice cold, and the, the, the person in the scrubs is sitting at the countertops, and there's a library of manila folders with the colorful tabs on them behind her, and I was just like, I'm here to check in for my dentist appointment, and I'm so scared, and they were, everybody was so nice, it was really cool, and I go back there and the hygienist is, is making me laugh and she's well, she pulls out the needles. I'm like, oh my God. And she's like telling me all the misadventures of her family and I'm laughing the whole time. And it's really not a big deal. I was stressing over nothing. 
Um, and then finally, it's time to see the dentist. Steven comes in, greets me like I'm a long lost friend. I was like, this is really cool. I'm enjoying this. Now, mind you, I'm in this dental chair, right? And I'm like starfished out on this thing, laying flat. And Steven comes in, he gets to work on my mouth. And I remember his hands were really big and he stuck his finger in my mouth. And I don't know why. Oh my God. I don't know why. It was such a turn on. And he reached like far back to where my molars are. And he was like, you're not feeling any pain when I do this, are you? And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he laughed. And I remember he adjusted the light and I jumped. And he's like, I'm glad for somebody who hasn't been in the dentist so long, you're definitely a very chill person. And he was making a joke because I was not chill. I was very nervous. Um, and he's working on my mouth. And I remember thinking like, oh no, 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 not now. Not now. Yes, yes, it was happening. Like I looked down and like my dick was like snaked down my leg. I was so turned on. I don't know what it was. Like he literally, his fingers were so like big. I don't know. I don't know what it was. And he had like gloves on and everything. And anyway, he's probing my mouth and like, I'm slowly trying to adjust myself so that he can't see me. And I was wearing joggers too. I made so many mistakes. And I remember he said, don't fidget. And he looked down. Like, I know he saw it. I know he saw it. It was so, I could see it and I was looking up. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I was like, I was, I was frozen in fear. He didn't say anything. He just went right back to checking my teeth. And I don't know what was going on with me, but my dick just kept twitching and twitching. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my gosh, why did I wear these joggers? And he kept probing my mouth with like his finger, checking my teeth, asking, does this hurt? Does this hurt? But then he grew quiet. And like his eyes were fixed on me. And he stuck his finger in my mouth so deep that it almost kind of gagged me. It, I said kind of gagged me. It gagged me. And he didn't say sorry or anything like that. He just kept going. And he was poking so deeply in my mouth. I was like, I don't even have teeth over there. Like, what are you doing? And it wasn't until he put his middle finger in my mouth, I realized, oh boy, this is something. And he didn't say a word. I remember his eyes kind of glazed over. He looked like mean, like he was like concentrating really hard and he was turning bright red and he was just like fucking my mouth with his middle finger. And then he inserted two fingers and then he inserted three fingers. And then like, he was just like fucking my face with his hands. And I could feel like his, through his like latex gloves, I could feel like the wrinkles at the knuckles of his fingertips. I could feel like his wedding, wedding ring clicking against my teeth. Um, as he was going in and out faster and like tears are running down my face. Not because I was crying, but because like he was like gagging me. And I have to tell you, I was so turned on. I didn't know what to do. I looked down and I could see like he had pitched like a major tent in his pants. He was wearing these really tight slacks. 
in like this really tight white shirt with these blue polka dots on it. And he was silent and he was just like in like full concentration. And he was just like pounding my, pounding my face. And then he started to like rock back and forth and his legs were bouncing open and closed and open and closed. And finally it got like so intense. Like he was mouth breathing. I could tell that, like I couldn't see his face because he had like a surgical mask on, but like I could tell by the way, like it was like bouncing back and forth that he was like breathing hard and it was increasing. And then finally he just like leaned his whole body on my torso and I could feel him like jerking, like convulsing. He didn't make a sound. He didn't moan. He didn't do anything like that. He just laid on top of me and he was like convulsing. And then finally, he stayed that way for like a minute. And then finally, like his color starts coming back down. And he looks at me and he stands up and he's like, I'm so sorry. Um, your teeth look good. And he left. A few days later, I'm doing, you know, my normal thing, working. And he comes into my office by himself. And he is more pale than usual about the other day. And I was like, hey, shh, like, dude, hey, don't. Um, he's like, well, it's not, it's, I just, I'm not, I don't, I've never done that before. I just have been so... Sexually frustrated. And then he told me, like, his wife was going through a bit of depression. Um, and the medicines that they had her on were, I guess, n- not good for her libido. And he was like, it's been, like, over two years. And he's like, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I just, and I said, dude, you don't have to. You don't have to explain it to me. I didn't tell him, like, honestly, I, I liked it. And I kept him as my dentist. We didn't continue to do anything else. We never did anything else. Everything from then on was strictly professional. And his wife's health totally turned around. It took a while, but eventually she even started coming into the gym on her own. And he told me that things were getting better between them. Honestly, best thing about sales at the gym was being able to help people. That was very, a very unorthodox thing to happen, even with all of like the salacious things that I talk about here. That definitely wasn't normal. Um, But I guess now when I think about it, it really wasn't that abnormal either. I've definitely had other incidents with people, people, people that I was signing up. Um, And I know it seems like I've done a lot and I have. But honestly, I know people who I worked with that did a lot more things than me on a regular basis. For a lot of people, it is. Don't, don't assume that like everybody who works at a gym is hooking up because that's not the way it is. Um, but for some people, like they just, they just get it like that. And for me, I feel like it wasn't even like, like, I mean, I worked in fitness for a long time. So it might seem like something was happening every day because I'm spilling it all. But this was a lot of these things took place, you know, over years and years of time. So yeah, that's my long way of saying that I'm not, 
as much of a hoe as I might portray myself to be. But if I was a hoe, I would be a proud hoe. So anyway, so I just want to say again, one year in, happy anniversary. Thank you so much for being here. What a ride this has been. What a ride this has been. Um, link tree in the description box has links to all different kinds of things that I'm involved with right now. Um, I'd love for you to check it out. Um, and if you, hey, I still have channels. If you ever decide you want to financially contribute to the podcast, you can cash at me. You can Venmo me. It's at Mr. Brooks Confesses. Always happy for that. Um, or if not, definitely love having you here anyway. And if you haven't left a five-star rating yet or hit the follow button, I would absolutely appreciate if you would do that. And if you're on like a platform like Apple Podcasts, it's a little different for Spotify, I think, but on Apple Podcasts, leaving comments helps a lot as well, too. Again, one year in and still more to tell. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.